forces are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again. We greatly appreciate you listeners, and I do hear from you now and then. I like it best when I run into somebody live at the racetrack and saying, hey, listened to you last week and enjoyed guests A, B, C, or D. You're listening to Winning Ponies, sponsored by Woodbine Entertainment. And uh, one of the people I ran into on Breeders' Cup weekend was none other than Hall of Famer Sandy Hawley, and he was taking part in the Equestricon event that went on pretty much throughout Breeders' Cup week uh, down in Louisville, and so I reached out to Dan Torgman. You may recall we had him on about a month ago talking about Equestricon and how it was going to go, how it was laid out. Um, the work he's done for America's Best Racing. And it looks like they pulled it off pretty well. I'll let him toot his own horn here after the uh, first section of the show. And uh, also, I need to ask him who he likes in the Syracuse Notre Dame game. He is a two time degree earner with the orange. And then our handicapping guest you we've had him on many times and you've seen his name online through uh brisnet and twin spires uh none other than ed DeRosa, that has that oh so familiar story and i love it going to the racetrack with his grandfather who taught him how to read the words and the past performances uh used to give him his racing forms i guess that's how he developed his uh, ability to write so well but he also handicapped so well and uh I want to talk uh, with that. I know uh, both days I was at the Breeders' Cup, I got to see him, and he was pretty busy both days. I know he was absorbing all that was going on, so I want to get his input and want to see if he cashed any of those tickets. I saw him wagering at the window. So Dan Torgman and Ed DeRosa are slated to be our guests here on Winning Ponies. And I hope you guys had a lot of wins over the last couple of weeks, uh, especially the Big Breeders' Cup day, though that's in the rearview window now. But that doesn't stop us from putting out our fantastic easy win forms. And it's from coast to coast, ladies and gentlemen. Delmar is running right now. As a matter of fact, we are going to be handicapping with Ed a uh, baby race there. The Bob Hope Stakes uh, from Delmar brings together an interesting group. Uh, not a whole lot of experience, but a whole lot of potential. Anyhow, at Delmar, uh, it was just uh, four days ago on the 11th, uh, we had a 50-cent pick five early in the card, $2,095. Some of the tracks that uh, are off the uh, main menu, but I sure like playing them. Evangeline, a 50-cent pick four that paid 1303 And, of course, uh, Gulfstream Park West is going right now. We had a good day on the 7th. A $1 Super 5 paid $1,197. And later in the card, another $1 Super 5 key, $1,148. Hope you pulled down your easy win forms and pulled down some of those winners. Well, you know, racing's a, a great small knit community, and people come together when there's tragedy. Uh, the uh, fires out west uh, uh, last year at St. Louis Del Rey is a great example of. Uh, People on the backstretch coming together in, in the, the face of tragedy. We lost a lot of fires there. I mean, we lost a lot of horses in that fire, I should say. Uh, but just recently, we had an exercise rider die uh, in a training accident at Churchill. His name was Odanus Acuna. It was very early, uh, back last weekend, and he was a longtime member of the trainer Kenny McPeak's team. And uh, they say that uh, he suffered uh, fatal injuries uh, to the head and neck when the horse he was working broke down. Of course, uh, Kenny's very, very upset about it because uh, he's worked so much. You know, he just says that uh, Odanus was just one of the most loyal and 
uh, dedicated people. He'd worked with Kenny for over a decade. And in addition to that, after he finished in the mornings, this is how much this guy was saving up money to bring his family from Cuba. He held down a second job at a local feed store. So can you imagine getting up at 4.30 in the morning, maybe earlier, and uh, then all of a sudden, after you finish galloping horses for Kenny McPeak and probably cleaning up some of the tech, and uh, that, that you would go on to your second job. Uh, you know, Kenny just said that he worked with me for 10 years, never been late, loved his work. Of course, he mentioned the second job and the fact that he was a family man with three children, three boys, two are twins. And uh, his nickname was Cuba because he's married and he's a native of Cuba. And uh, he just says he was so great to have on the team and that, that we're all very sick. So if it doesn't make you feel good and you want to kind of help with uh, offsetting some of his burial expenses and maybe helping getting some money to his family. Uh, all right, my producer Josh bailing me out. Uh, as you may or may not know, we had some pretty bad ice storms. As a matter of fact, where I'm sitting right now was uh, featured briefly on national news because of the ice storm and the trees I lost in my backyard and the bushes I lost in my front yard. So uh, I, I hope that this storm doesn't break us up uh, anymore for the rest of the show. Um when last we left, I was breaking into the fact that uh, sports wagering uh, is now available for you at Penn National Racecourse. Uh, they got uh, approval from, you know, the Penn Gaming, and they've moved forward. They kind of did like a soft opening, I believe, today. But uh, they're excited to be the first casino to offer sports wagering in Pennsylvania, according to CEO Tim Wilmot. And I understand there's a lot of enthusiasm around the sports betting. And if you know the people from the Philly area, that should come as no surprise. So uh, it, it is amazing how quick that sports betting is, is taking off and getting off the ground. So uh, it'll be operating in, at the sports book there uh, in the uh, simulcast theater next to the Skybox Sports Bar, which has been completely renovated and has dozens of new televisions so you can watch not just racing but sports action from around the country and quite frankly from around the world so uh, the sportsbook at hollywood casino will have its second live money wagering test day uh tomorrow uh starting at 2 p.m so uh it's coming folks get ready i hope that somehow racing will be a beneficiary of it and uh, is, is able to get some money from the racinos, casinos to maybe funnel some of that into our purse account. All right, talking milestones here. Jackie Luis Saez hasn't been on the scene as long as one would think to get 2,000 wins, but he did just six days ago at Aqueduct. 2,000, not bad at all. A uh, little background on him, say, as attended the Lafitte Pinkai Jr. Jockey Training Academy in Panama. A lot of good riders have come out of there. And then he started out at Calder Racecourse, which is now Gulfstream Park West, and uh, scored his first win uh, back in 2009. And then all of a sudden started to get pretty popular. People uh, recognized his talent. And just four years after that racing debut, remember him aboard Will Take Charge, who had a great 2013 campaign, won the Eclipse Award as champion three-year-old male. Under Sayez's direction, Will Take Charge won the Pennsylvania Derby, Clark Handicap, and Traverse Stakes, and that was Luis Saez's first grade one winner. Of course, some other uh, good horses that Saez has ridden in recent years. Um, Man of War, grade one winner, High Happy. Uh, and Promises Fulfilled. Arkansas Derby winner, Magna Moon. And speaking of Magna Moon... Uh, he is still recovering from an injury. It was a career-ending injury at the end of the Belmont Park uh, meet. Uh, well, it wasn't at the end of the meet, but it was uh, in June, at the end of June. So it's been four and a half months 
that that he has been in recovery, and they say that he's doing all he can uh, from sustaining a structural injury to one of those front legs, and uh, he has not moved from, he's moved around uh, Cornell Ruffian, which uh, sits right across the street from Belmont. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him. You may remember that uh, Magna Moon entered the Kentucky Derby undefeated in four starts, but finished 19th in that wet run for the roses after a brutal trip on the sloppy track before the arkansas derby win the todd pletcher trainee won the rebel stakes and during his racing career ended up winning 1.1 million dollars so let's hope magna moon uh, makes it back he's certainly going to be uh, attractive at stud being a son of malibu moon okay well Last week, let's take a look at our handicapping prowess here. Uh, We went to the Commonwealth Turf, and my best bet of the week, a horse for course, now 4 for 4 is Hot Springs, trained by Steve Asmussen, ridden by Ricardo Santana. Absolutely loved the kind of uh, softish turf going at Churchill uh, just uh, Ricardo gave him a fantastic ride saved ground all the way around and then as they straightened into the stretch it looked like uh oh Tom and all I can say is he found a seam quickly yanked him out without bothering anybody and got the job done my biggest and best bet of the week thank you very much Ricardo Santana and hot springs in the uh, second spot was zero gravity a 15 to one shot hope you had that exacta then we moved on over to aqueduct and the first race was the atlantic beach uh, for two-year-olds and the winner in here was back to his roots who ran away and won by five who was in the saddle Luis Sayez, that's right. He was just off his 2,000th win. Congratulations, John Terranova trains. Back to his roots, the winner there, a son of Mark Valeski. And in the second spot was the heavy, heavy favorite, Absent T, who just couldn't get the job done. Back to his roots was just too good. And then the Artie Schiller, well... <laughs> what can I say? You can't control Mother Nature, as you know. Certainly I do from looking out my window. And uh, the, it scratched down to a four-horse race. The winner was a main track-only horse by the name of Exalting. Marjeev Mirage picked up the mount, got up by a half-length over backside of the moon. All right, that was a look at last week's races. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're still trying to get Dan Torchman, but if not, I've got an ace in my pocket, and you'll find out. It'll be a surprise. When we come back, I'm John Engelhart, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're 
You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and I am not sure the reason why. I'm not sure if it's this ice storm or what, but uh, we can't get a hold of Dan Torgman. But the queen of Kentucky racing is bailing me out. I had a chance to work side-by-side with her, helping with the Kentucky HBPA during the Breeders' Cup, the one and the only Multiple Eclipse Award winner, Jenny Reese. Jenny, thanks for bailing me out. Sure, I think I'm like, we could name a horse this perpetual AE. That's what I am. I'm always on the also <laughs> eligible list, but very pleased to out of the blue. But nah, you've been the my weather. headline. Go any th- further? Yeah. Paint the picture for me because I know my situation. I do the same can thing you to me? you, John. So yeah, I can hear. Uh, <laughs> I do the same thing to you when I'm here. Like John, need help. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, I'm looking out the the studio window and looking at a uh, humongous tree limb. Luckily, didn't hit the car or anything. And also a nice set of bushes that are now leaning at a 45-degree angle. I got hit with a similar storm you did, but you were actually forced out of your home. Yeah. About 2 in the morning, we lost power. And, and um, <laughs> so... Pat, he is getting you know, four to go to the track and stuff. And he told me, he said, though, because there's limbs. We live in a neighborhood. Boy, you've been there. A lot of older trees. And some of those limbs are the size of trees, right? And a bunch yeah. of fallen wind on that corner line. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, I'm right. he said, did you wait till it's daylight because it's my little Mustang. You know, you run over a limb. So I um uh, here in the, like, it's dark. And it's complete dark. And, but I'm hearing like equipment that's like moving, like, I think, oh, good, they're moving like the trees and stuff, maybe out of the road. And so when it's daylight and I go out, put my glasses on and go out and look, oh my gosh, John, they moved the trees like in front of our driveway. (laughs) (laughs) The limbs. So I'm calling Pat. I'm like, Pat, I can't, I'm going to go through the yard. No, you'll leave a wreck. And he says, yeah, I said, but look, it's I said in a little video. Yeah, you're right. But I got enough of it moved because, like I said, some of the stuff that w- I was able to get out of the driveway. But, it, yeah, it's not. And we still don't have power. So we went and, you know, we're staying in a hotel near here, but found a place that we could bring, you know, Nordy, you know, Nordy, our 17-and-a-half-year-old Jack Russell with us. Yes. So yep. we just had a... Mexican joint near the uh, track having a, you know, something to eat and I'm, I'm having a margarita and talking to you so it's all good <laughs> well I just wanted to kind of you know set the table well like I said you you, you well, we worked for the uh, for the Kentucky HBPA covering the Breeders Cup and I understand they got a pretty cool fundraiser going on right now can you give us uh, kind of a yeah thank you for asking I, I mean it, it's so sad the, you know, the death of the exercise writer, Kennedy Peak exercise writer, a training accident um, last week. Um, they called him Cuba, and they did a GoFundMe page, which did really great. But we also, at the HBPA, we're having a raffle, and we're raffling off some TVs, a 40-inch, two 32-inches, and the $10 tickets, and just anything we can do to help his, his family that's in Cuba his uh, wife and their three children, and um, just, I mean, I just cannot even imagine. He was getting ready to bring them over. He was doing the work to get their green cards and in the process of buying a home here and just really was ready to live the American dream, and then this happened. So, um, you know, we're just trying to do our part. And so you can also go to the new Kentucky ACPA website, and under the donate key, you want, you can buy tickets online. Um, just put in the uh, in the where it says like note. Just say that it's for uh, Cuba, and you know that you're buying raffle tickets at ten bucks each. 
and then they will fill them out, um, the tickets for you. And then we'll worry about <laughs> where, wherever people, you don't have to be present to win. Um, and I guess we'll ship the, the TVs to wherever if somebody from, you know, one of your listeners is it's been, it's, it's been, it's been kind of cool at Churchill Downs. I've been trainers buying them for like the barn tickets and stuff like that. But just, Great. That's one thing that's amazing about the racetrack. How, you know, John, how everybody really rallies when there's something like this. But this is just, I mean, I've never, I've been around Churchill for a long time, since 80, you know, two. And I, there's, this is the first death that in decades there. And, it, you know, it just, uh, it just, you uh, just, uh, it's just, it's terrible. It really is, but that's great to hear. So go to the new HBPA website and uh, click on that because you're not only making a donation, but you got a chance to win something, right? You have a chance to win something. That's correct. Yeah. Like these, <laughs> uh, TV sets, but most of the people like, you know, yeah, right. They do. Um, and it's, you know, it's, and also it's, it's uh, tax deductible. I will say that too. There you go, a 501C. Well, uh, Jenny, I call you the Queen of Kentucky, and I know it kind of caught everybody a, a little bit off balance, and you probably don't even have enough, enough information yet, uh, but the uh, newly formed company led by Ron Winchell and Mark Falcone, Kentucky Racing Acquisition, has taken over something that's near and dear, particularly to your heart, and that is Kentucky Down. So what, what, what can you tell us on, on such short notice? Well, I I think that it's going to be, uh, I think it's a positive. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the the owners are staying in. They're going to be minority owners, but uh, they're staying in. And, you know, Ron Winter, we all know him from Tappet and um, Gunrunner, which he campaigned with Three Chimneys. And here's the thing about Tappet, that uh, he was, when he was running as a three-year-old, he was like, one of the last yearlings he bought with his dad, who was Vern Winchell, that started. That's why, you know, they, uh, uh, Winchell's Donuts. And that's why he had that horse, Donut King. He was called the Donut King. Right. And, um, and so, but then he died, and Ron took over the stable with his, his mom, Joan. But, so... Tappet didn't, he went, you know, he was impressive in the Wood Memorial, but he didn't, you know, he didn't run that well in the Derby and never really, uh, I think he only ran a couple times after that. But then he becomes this, you know, like one of the best tires in the world. But Winchell Thoroughbreds, they still own 50% of him. Right. So while they don't breed all of them, they, he's a serious player, right? And he loves horse racing. And his partner, Mark Falcone, who I'm thinking I'm probably going to meet tomorrow at the uh, KHRC meeting to maybe award the Oak Grove license to one of the three applicants, one being Kentucky Downs. Um, he's a, been a big, apparently very well-respected casino executive. So, um, you know, um, it, it's... Yeah, it's you know, it's a change, but I think it's just going to be. I think the idea is business as usual, and, and in the case of Kentucky Downs, that's a good thing. I think it's onward and upward, and these guys have a lot of experience. You know, Ron loves horse racing, but they also know the gaming side, and I think it's going to be really good uh, for Kentucky Downs. And like I said, that the existing owners believe so much in it. That they're all gonna, they're all, they're staying in for obviously a smaller piece, but that's why you know they're being well compensated. Um, but Ted Nicholson, who's been the last three years the senior vice president and uh, general manager, he's still going to be running it. And in the three years since he's been overseeing the day-to-day operation, they've been up over a hundred percent in betting handle. That's wow. pretty impressive. Yeah, it, it is. And with Falcone there, remember, Jenny, 
we don't know what's going to happen on the horizon, but I was just talking about it earlier. You know, Pennsylvania opened up for sports betting today. And to have a guy with his experience, should that happen in Kentucky, though, it looks like they might be the last in line. <laughs> they don't even have casinos yet. Um, yeah. That to have a guy with his experience there and as close as they are to Nashville, boy, that sure wouldn't hurt him at all. Yeah. And they're also big on the like um, entertainment and um, the restaurant side and stuff like that. So I think, because here's one thing to know, too. Kentucky Downs is planning, this is in the works, they're going to double the size of their main building. There is a major expansion, and that's happening whether they get the Oak Grove license or not. And they're looking at adding another, I want to say off the top of my head, either 700 or 800 more historical horse racing gaming terminals. That's really, when they only have a five-day meet, right? That's really going to generate more money. And the thing that's been so great about Kentucky Downs is with their relationship with the Kentucky HBPA and Ellis Park, they're going to, um, you know, they have a track record of really, you know, transferring Jen, money to these other and, tracks to and, really support the Probably home. my fault. And, and hey, yeah, well, I was going to say, can I put in a plug for Michael Rona being the announcer at Kentucky Downs starting this? Coming up Jenny, I'll tell you what. You're, so I'm going to let enjoy another margarita. Say hello to your okay. husband, Pat Doopy, for me. I had a great time with him over Breeders' Cup weekend, and I really appreciate you uh, stepping up to the bat and being a pinch hitter tonight. We've been talking with uh, five-time, at least five-time Eclipse Award winner uh, yeah. Jenny Reese. So somewhere getting light. Uh, she's out of power at her house <laughs> down there, and. Uh, Jenny, thanks a million for uh, right. spending some time and helping okay. me out tonight. No problem. All right, John. All take right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we're going to have to find out whether or not Ed DeRosa has power because he's on the line waiting for us right now. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right. Well, we're going back to the Louisville area. Uh, I want to thank Jenny for helping me out. It was awful kind of her to do that on the fly from a, a Mexican restaurant near a hotel near the track because the power went out at her house. But 
My next guest, the uh, director of marketing for Twin Spires, Ed DeRosa, and a long time known as a outstanding handicapper, is with us right now. Ed, you're not sipping mar- margaritas in a Mexican bar, are you? No, unfortunately not. That sounds like a lot of fun. No, put the ki- put the kids to bed and getting ready to handicap tomorrow's Churchill card. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, Ed, uh, I, I saw you at the Breeders' Cup, and that's when I said, man, i got to get you back on the show. Uh, I do see you on air a lot uh, when you uh, kind of uh, jump in for different handicapping segments. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask, uh, starting out, your observation of the two days of Breeders' Cup there in your backyard. Yeah, I thought uh, thought it was phenomenal. Uh, weather cooperated, which was nice. Uh, definitely very glad we don't have what we had this week, two weeks ago. Um, I thought the Future Stars Friday concept was a big hit right off the bat, so that's exciting to see it get off to a big start. Uh, newspaper record was, was dazzling. Uh, definitely one of the best performances I've seen at Breeders' Cup. Uh, so she instantly uh, went from Future Star to Star, and uh, I think a lot of people are already eagerly awaiting her three-year-old debut. So that was definitely the, the highlight of the Friday card. Uh, Saturday, um, I had personally had two really good opinions. That was Sister Charlie and Gunavera, um, and they almost made up for all my other bad opinions. Uh, didn't quite eke out a, a winning weekend, but no worse for the wear, thanks to those two. But thought Accelerate uh, really you know, put a, put a stamp on him absolutely being the best older male and really the best horse in training year round and sets up a pretty interesting horse of the year debate with triple crown champion justify. Um, Well, so let's rewind for the people that were as far as an Irish horse uh, who Ironically, has been racing here in the United States and uh, uh, finishes undefeated. It was the favorite, I do believe, but wire to wire, six and three quarter lengths. But just to let our listeners know, it was the one mile turf Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly turf. Uh, but boy, she's she's got some breeding that even I'm not familiar with. It's <laughs> going to be very interesting, as you said, to kind of track her future endeavors. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me to maybe they lure her over to Royal Ascot uh, for one of their big races. Um, You know, there's definitely some options for three-year-olds. I mean, really, there's not a ton for her for big money early on in the year, which may actually work to the advantage of racing as as a sport because really the best chance to showcase her is there's a three-year-old Philly race on Derby weekend, then you got the Belmont Oaks in July. Then, you know, Saratoga, some races. Chad Brown loves Arlington. We could definitely see her at some marquee events throughout the summer, of course, culminating perhaps in that, uh, you know, Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita next year. So, uh, but I could see Royal Ascot being in the mix too. She was just that good. It, it definitely was the kind of performance, uh, to cap an already great year for her that really makes you excited for what lies ahead. Well, again, you briefly alluded to the first Friday in May. I think one of the big stars we saw on Friday was Game Winner, who we may well see the first Saturday of May for sure. It is certainly part of the game plan for Bob Baffert for Game Winner. I thought he was pretty impressive, too. Yeah, no no question about it, especially since, uh, I mean, just candidly speaking, he looked uh, he looked in trouble on the far turn. And, uh, you know, maybe it was, you know, just the turn or the dynamics of the pace that he was able to, to straighten out and go. But uh, definitely a, a game performance. And uh, it's interesting because normally if you had an undefeated two-year-old, and, and I can't imagine he won't be the unanimous uh, choice as champion two-year-old male, trained by Bob Baffert, who's had two Triple Crown winners in the past four years, the excitement level usually is through the roof, but it does seem a little uh, tepid this year, given the you know what Game Winner did. Um, so I think some are, are waiting to see what other maidens emerge. And of course, we just had that Apollo curse broken last year by Justify. Um, so 
you know, maybe other trainers are waiting to and adapting to the point system. So it'll be interesting to see who emerges, but unquestionably game winners at the head of the class right now. All right. We're talking with Ed. Real real quick, John. uh, How about Nick Sko? I mean, a huge upset winner at Keeneland and ran it right back and beat everyone, but the horse is going to be champion. So that's a great story too. Should be a, a fun derby trail this year. Absolutely. I'm sure Jenny Reese will be happy to hear that. It is the PR person for uh, uh, Ellis Park, uh, where this horse did all of its early training and uh, went wire to wire in his first race. She was awful happy for uh, uh, Nick's go and Ben Colebrook. Well, uh, again, we're moving into the the stars of uh, of Saturday. Uh, Man, the biggest takeaway I had was Enable and the outstanding ride Frankie DeTore gave that four-year-old filly. Yeah, it, it really was, and, and Magical was, was a worthy adversary, too, and it's kind of crazy to think if she hadn't shown up, uh, Enable destroys that field and, you know, really looks, uh, and it's all optics. I mean, she doesn't need to, to win by 10 to know how great she is, but it's just kind of funny how racing works in, in that way of you know, if that one horse had been in there, it just takes it to another level because people love to see those those big margins. But to your point about Frankie's ride, um, you know, there had been a lot of moisture that week and questions of the turf course, and they were uh, the rail was out uh, for the early part of the meet, and they were on the hedge for the Breeders' Cup. And to Frankie's credit, um, you know, with minimal riding experience this weekend, there were only just a few turf races on Friday and, and Saturday. He knew where to be on the track, and for a three-turn race, people, you know, may have been nervous. Oh, he's wide. What's he doing? He had her on the right part of the track, and she gave him everything. And uh, you know, any other part, maybe she's spinning her wheels and gets frustrated, and it's a different conversation. So, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people say, "Oh, well, any jockey could have ridden that horse," or when they're that good, it, you know, they're it doesn't really matter. Well, that's the type of decision that a world-class jockey can give you that really does make a difference that you don't really think about uh, when they're as good as an able are, but he absolutely deserves credit for that ride. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I did not take my eyes off that pink cap and I heard people around me going, Oh man, she's not going to do it today. She's not going to, you know, you may, well, well, why is she back there in fifth and sixth? And if you could really I wasn't that close to it, but from what I could see, he just had his eyes on the prize the whole way and just said, go ahead, go ahead, guys. You, you just do what you got to do up front there, and uh, I'll come along when I have to. And he made the, the perfect move. And, of course, so many jockeys will tell you when a horse kind of moves out a little bit and what some people would say drifts a little in the stretch, they say the bottom line is you don't mess with their momentum. And he didn't. And she went on about her business, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, where she's going to go for the rest of her life. I mean, what do you do after you've won two Arctic Triumphs and a Breeders' Cup race? I mean, uh, she's got to go down as a super horse. So, you know, I'm paying my respects to her. Now, a horse I guess we're not going to be able to see on the track again is going to be Accelerate, but... uh, Boy, I, I'm sure John Sadler uh, let out a huge sigh of relief after the $6 million classic. No, yeah, without question. And they are pointing him to the Pegasus, so uh, maybe get one more shot a la Gunrunner uh, and, and uh, California Chrome, who went from the classic to the Pegasus with mixed results. Uh, and Accelerate will try to do the same. But, yeah, so definitely um, – John Sadler has to be thrilled to, to get that win. Um, some great trainers have had similar futility to, to start their Breeders' Cup campaigns. Uh, Bobby Frankel definitely comes to mind, who finally snapped a O for, I think it was 30-something at the time, with Squirtle Squirt in 2001. So John got to do it in the, the biggest one of all, the classic, and uh, probably made suffering some of those close losses he's had. Uh, a little easier to, to stomach uh, bagging the big one, but Accelerate will, I can't imagine, be close to a unanimous choice as champion older male and has gotten some buzz for Horse of the Year, um, and rightfully so. I mean, this was a, a, a campaign that almost any other year would 
stack up very favorably. Unfortunately, there was a triple crown winner, and, and the precedent is hard to ignore that voters are going to favor that. Yeah, you know, I didn't get to my American Racing Manual today. It was something I was going to do, but I'm going to guess, Ed, that there's never been a triple crown winner that wasn't crowned horse of the year. Do you yeah, know for no, sure? And, no, it, well, certainly in the, the modern era with the, the three blocks, um, you know, it's four for four starting with Secretariat, but the interesting thing is uh, in Seattle's flu year, uh, he lost to, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name, one of the best older males we've, we've had, um, but he lo- it begins with an E, if that helps jog your memory. But he no, but I... Ho- he yeah, lost to a... the horse, heads up, and was still horse of the year, so the three-year-old took on older, lost, um, and Seattle flu still got it, and we don't have that benefit with Justify. He retired early. My thinking, John, is it seems like some people are viewing the vote as a memorandum against short careers or retiring horses early. I don't, I don't play that game personally, so I have no problem voting for Justify because the Triple Crown to me is our greatest achievement, and I'll reward it as such. Um, I'm not comfortable with using the awards as sort of a political statement for or against certain styles of racing horses. That said, if you think Accelerate had the better year, that's your choice, and I definitely respect that. I just don't like the idea of using your vote to make some sort of statement for or against how owners campaign their horse. That's up to them. Well, and and we're getting ready to go to break, but I I will uh, state that, you know, it's great that Accelerate is five because he is eligible for an Eclipse Award. And, you know, the way I see it is let's keep the door open for Justify. I think you've got to give a huge tip of the cap to any Triple Crown winner, despite what happens after the Belmont. And uh, to have a horse with his, what I truly believe is greatness, um, to go unrecognize this horse of the year would kind of be a slap in the face. Just just one handicapper's opinion, what can I say? Well, yeah. we're talking no. with Ed DeRosa. Go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, what keeps the game going is our opinions and the at times the wagering dollars that, that backs them up. So I, I love the debate. I mean, I think that's uh, it's healthy for the game that people are actually interested. Uh, and it's also good for the game that we have, you know, horses that achieve this much that there actually is a debate. Yeah, and that great horses like that are still racing at the age of five. Well, we're talking with Ed DeRosa, uh, the uh, marketing mayhem king at uh, Twin Spires. And we come back, we're going to go from coast to coast, Aqueduct, Churchill Downs, and Delmar. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, the Maharishi of Marketing for Twin Spires is none other than Ed DeRosa. We're going to try to do a little bit of handicapping. Hey, Ed, I just want to ask you real quick before we get into a couple races, because I know a lot of our listeners are looking forward to your opinion. Um, uh, Twin Spires, will there be any impact, or is there uh, plans to, uh, how do I say this, approach sports betting? Uh, well, Twin Spires itself might, uh, you know, be separate, and it seems like the focus is going to stay with uh, the, the horse racing part uh, of Twin Spires, but I definitely expect Churchill Downs Incorporated as a company that not only owns racetracks and Twin Spires, but also uh, casinos and betamerica.com uh, to be involved in, in sports wagering, and we already are. Uh, VR casinos in Mississippi, uh, which uh, was one of the first states to legalize sports wagering. So uh, the, the enterprise CDI will definitely be involved, but I expect Twin Spires as a brand to stay focused on horse racing. Okay, well, I just want to let you know I'm a loyal fan. You guys are doing right by me, and I went two for two over the weekend, so I feel pretty good. Um, All right. But I... I I know you guys are trying to push me to the new format. You want to try it yet? Want to try it yet? I'm like, no, man, I'm an old fart. You know, that's why I still buy printed racing forms. You know, you kind of well, you get a you get a comfort zone there, and everybody's telling me, no, John, you got to get over to the prison. But anyhow, I, I digress. Yeah. Well, listen, at well, your I mean, place the, now. Real quick on the, the, I mean, I'm with you because I mean, you and I are Ohio guys, or you know, I know you're not from there originally, but certainly. Uh, is ADW was coming of age. We were in Ohio and America tab, which, uh, Churchill bought. That's the, the classic version is the Amer- win ticket and America tab. So I've yes. been using it since college and it's, I mean, they're, they're dragging me, you know, by my hands and feet to use the <laughs> new site because I mean, the, the classic, I mean, literally, I was using it in my dorm room, and that's how I bet the races in, you know, 2000, 2001. So it, it's definitely going to be a, a slow go for me to make that change. I'm with you. Ed, I'll have to see if I got an extra one, but I've actually got uh, some unworn, <clears throat> did you say wind ticket? Uh, it was wind out ticket, of yeah. Park. Yeah, I've still got, I think, a couple brand new hats from there. So uh, I'll dig down in my basement. I'm still looking for a money clip for admire. So if I'm digging down there and I find an unused win ticket hat, I will send it your way. I would appreciate that. All right. Well, listen, I got to guess, hopefully, they're going to be racing on a soft or yielding uh, turf course at Churchill Downs for the River City Handicap. I don't know if it's going to be moved to the main track or not. But I, in my opinion, I'm going to ask you right now, who do I put underneath Mr. Misunderstood? Uh, that's a pretty big uh, uh, assumption on my part or your part on who I like. Yes, I it is. Because I like a stable made on top. Uh, yes. I think Big, big changes. changes has a big shot to to upset Mr. Misunderstood. Uh, and it, it's the classic, you know, other trainer in the race, uncoupled entries. Um, but, I mean, beyond that, that you're getting the longer price, uh, my numbers say that big changes is definitely as fast as anyone else in the, the race. And I think he'll have a big tactical advantage uh, under Julian Leperu should, uh, you know, make the lead and go from there. So at five to one morning line, John, uh, I'm definitely bullish on big changes. I love them. Cause that was going to be my follow-up uh, question. Uh, because especially cause I think he's got the controlling speed. I guess I was kind of going with, uh, uh, Florent Giroux since he easily, I'm guessing he could have ridden either one, but maybe Brad Cox made the call because it could uh, most probably be a Brad Cox exacta uh, in, in yeah, this no race. Yeah, no question about it. 
Yeah, it, it, you know, I just think uh, Oscar nominated, who's, you know, had a decent career. You win a million and a half, you've had a decent career. He's just not having a great season while he's the class, I think, of the field. If you look at his past performances, from everything I got on my printout, he's running nothing but graded stakes races for the last dozen races. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a good group for this time of year, uh, you know, turf race and, <laughs> excuse me, uh, you know, for me, the, the big changes push was definitely, uh, as you said, the front end, you know, controlling speed type of thing, but uh, I'm doing what you just mentioned, just a quick scroll to see where all these horses have come from, and it, it's pretty much exclusively stakes. Uh, so pretty tough draw for grade three. Uh, and in the end, I definitely was looking at that. Okay, who can actually take this race to him, especially with the way the turf course uh, will probably play? I can't imagine they'll use it until this race. Uh, so I, that's another reason I expect the front end to do well. All right. Well, uh, Ed DeRosa uh, from Twin Spires, uh, maybe we can get to two races, but a race I want to get your input in is the Bob Hope. It's a grade three, seven furlongs at Delmar. These are horses that weren't quite ready uh, for the the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. But, man, these could be some stars of tomorrow. Uh, we've only got one stakes winner, one stakes place horse coming out of the same race, but two very interesting Bob Baffert uh, up-and-comers. Uh, Ed DeRosa, who are you liking here? Yeah, uh Similar theme to the Commonwealth, I'm going to go for the longer morning line price of the big-name trainer. Baffert, as you noted, has mucho gusto, uh, and then he also has Metropole, both uh, debut winners as their only career starts. They won them both. Uh, I like that Metropole, uh, and granted, this is a function of who they're racing against and who can make the lead, that sort of thing. But when, when it comes to two-year-olds on debut, I definitely like when they show uh, you know, an ability to, to pass a horse. And we didn't get to see that from Mucho Gusto, uh, just because he went gates of wire. And again, I don't mean that as a negative. Like, if you're the fastest, you're the fastest. And that's how you should see, win races. But, uh, to me, at a longer price, I'll go with the horse that did show he was able to, uh, you know, pass a horse and, and settle a little bit. And, uh, to me, that's Metropole, and you get a little bit longer price than a stable mate. But this is a really competitive race. A lot of the numbers are similar. Just really hard to overlook Baffert and a potential $10 mutual in a two-year Absolutely. Hey, Ed DeRosa, thanks a million for spending time with us tonight. My producer's telling me I got to get out of here. Uh, so uh, I, I appreciate you being on the show with us. I definitely appreciate Jenny Reese coming in and being a pinch hitter. Hopefully we'll get Dan Torchman back on the show sometime later. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winnie Ponies. Don't forget, come on over to winningponies.com. Check out our easy win forms. And remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.